The chase is on. So the points keep flowing. Oh, what a play. I need to see from a different angle. Can you believe that? It's the Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast with Nick Callum and Riley. Another episode of Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast, another pre-season preview. Nick Callum and Riley joining you once again to talk about the Tigers, the Eels and the Sea Eagles. Boys, welcome to another episode. Good to be back. Glad to be here. Hello, everyone. How are we? Doing great. Hopefully going great. Hopefully going great. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. What we do, we talk absolute shit about each other and we talk about what players to add into your NRL fantasy team, which uh, last week we announced that the app was actually usable on your iPhone, Pixel, Samsung, whatever you got, your little Nokia. Um, Let's try. Download it and uh, yeah, get your team sorted. Do it now. Uh, and if you are new, follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. All right, boys, shall we get stuck into it? Let's start off with the Tigers. Like a Tiger cow, their uh, their their season to begin is actually looking pretty toit. Yeah, not too bad, as you said, toit. Um, Titans, Knights, Dog, Storm, Broncos, Eels, and they've got the bye. So they got the bye round seven. Uh, that's followed by round thirteen, which most teams have anyway, and then round seventeen. So they've got two buys during the Origin period and one beforehand. So yeah, I'll probably be looking at getting a few of the Tigers in towards the end of the season through that round eighteen to. 26 for us not the round 27 but yeah that not 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 the worst draw not the worst draw pretty good uh and look i'm not saying anything bad about the titans here but that's their first that's that's round one for them then they've got the knights then the bulldogs but then you know storm broncos eels uh rounds four five and six so look a pretty pretty um mixed draw for them let's move on to our main man isaiah papali'i has to be the best edge forward in fantasy for a couple of seasons now but uh he moves over to the west tigers this season very exciting for the west tigers to have him in uh he starts the year off most expensive edge forward at 886k break even of 61 nick do we think he will be up there again this season in the top edges and if you want to start with a gun stick and rower, is he the best candidate? Um, I don't think he's the best candidate to start with in your fantasy team because I don't see any value in him. Um, and, you know, the theory for fantasy players to start the season is, um, you know, to look for players that are going to increase in, in value, you know, add some profits to your team, generate some cash. That's what you want to do. And, Isaiah Papali'i at 886k probably not going to go up too much. He might he might sneak into the early 900s, but that's about it. So, and going to a new team, um, the West Tigers, which you know aren't as good as the Parramatta Eels in my opinion. So, I don't think he's going to make a lot of money for you. Therefore, you know probably look to get him later in the season, um, maybe through the Origin period or after that. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm targeting and that's what i recommend cow do you agree or disagree with that statement 100 percent agree mate um i've also heard rumors that he's going to be moving from the right edge back to the left i think he played a couple of seasons at eels on the left side but last year was on that right side for him um he still has a similar average on both sides but he's not going to be next to adam dewey and i like that combination better so if he's next to luke brooks then i don't know he might have maybe a little bit of downside but 
look, they, they're a better team this year, as we know. They've got a lot of new uh, players coming in. But yeah, I'd, I'm the same as Nick. I'd be staying clear, just get him through that origin period, if not afterwards, because he will be a gun that you can target. Beautiful. Let's move on. Adam Dewey. He has scored well and pushed to be a potential keeper in the past, but needs to play in the halves to score at his best. Look, boys, he's currently priced at 771k, break even of 53. Dewey, uh, is he going to be a good option again this season for fantasy coaches? Yeah, do we or don't we? Oh, oh, good uh-huh, oh yes, yes. That's great. <laughs> yeah, Dewey, look, let's talk about him. Um, he's great at 5'8". Seriously, if he gets that spot, then he could push to be a keeper. But there's been the reports of, and this is just stupid, that um, Dane Laurie will play at 5'8". Charlie Shitstains will play at fullback. And Adam <laughs> Dewey will be in the centres, which it's terrible. Um, but look, to be honest, I think he could be someone, if you can't go the Cleary and Hines by the end of the season, he could be someone that you could partner with, one of the two. Um, he'll be good enough to start with him though. To be honest, I prefer Hastings or Burton as better options to start with. Um, come round one, I'm not sure what you're thinking there, Nick. That's just my thoughts. Yeah, well, he he should play at five. Um, yeah, five eight. That that Dane Laurie surely. thing. Surely, that's not happening. No, so, that's a stitch up. You're just you're just giving out fake news there, Callum. Huh. Mate, I'm just reporting what I've heard. Time. Really, oh, your sources, no. your sources, mate. I don't have any sources. Exactly. You're the one that's got all the sources, so yeah. you, you you come in and tell the, the people what they want to hear. Well, Adam Dewey's playing five eight. There we go, ladies. And he gentlemen. and he's averaged around sixty points. Yeah, in the past. So break even at fifty three. That's you know seven points there, but good. That is good. The question is, um, since he has like Apicorosau there, Papali'i Bateman. Will he will he get all those attacking stats that he has in the past? Because in the past he's just like ran, ran the ball and done everything for the team, but now he's got actually some players around him. Mm. Is he going to score better or is he going to score worse? It's it's a bit of a bit of a risk option, I would say at, at that price. So if you want to be a bit safer, I would go Burton. Um, but yeah. I don't I don't mind I don't mind it I don't mind if you want to go for Adam Dewey. Just really? gotta have the cash. You gotta have the cash and the commitment and the heart <laughs> and the passion and the balls. All right, let's move Correct. on. John Bateman, he's back in the NRL, back in fantasy. Let's go, baby. He's been a gun in the past when playing at the Raiders, and that's clear with his price starting at eight hundred and nine k. Boys, break even of fifty six. Uh, now it's been reported with Callum's uh, hot sources that Bateman hasn't entered the country yet. And it's unclear when he will come over from England. There are also rumors that because of this, he might be starting at lock. With this late inclusion to the team, boys, before the preseason, um, is Bateman, without a doubt, someone to leave out of our squads? Yeah, I reckon. Like, starting on the edge for the Raiders, he averaged 58.3. Yeah. He gets that edge spot, right? He'll probably score similar to that, and he'll be a gun in that position. Um, but since he hasn't entered yet, not training with the Tigers, he could start at lock, like you said. Um, he could play 80 there, or maybe you know play a little bit, move um, into the second row spot for like the last 20 minutes, depending on what they're wanting to do with their rotation. 
Uh, but he's played, he started at lock three games beforehand at the Raiders, scores of 60, 49, and 61. So that's an average of 56 from 80 minutes. So either way, if he, if he gets 80 playing lock or edge, he'll probably be someone to buy. And look, during that origin period, you could probably maybe even look to get Bateman and IPAPs in your team. But because we haven't seen him so long in the NRL, you, you just have to wait. And with that price of 809K, well, that's the same as Payne Haas. That's that's Ooh. expensive for yeah. John Bateman. Pretty much so, got to build a team around that one individual. Yeah, yeah. And you've got to look as well. The the key would for Bateman, whether he gets here before the trials, which I think he might be just getting here before then, um, yeah. you've got to look to see how quickly he can build those connections with the playmakers in the team. Doesn't matter if it's at lock or on the edge. You just got to see how he connects. Um, but either way, look, he's got the ability to offload. He can score well. Eventually, he'll probably be someone to get in your team if he plays at 80 minutes. Beautiful. All right, let's move on to our next player, which is Sean Bloor. Uh, now, possibility of Bateman starting at lock, that leaves an edge spot up for grabs at the Tigers. Sean Bloor looks to uh, looks to be that player who will get that spot if the rumours are true. Now, look, he's cheap. 250k break even of 17. Nick, is now the time we finally get to start with him in our squads? It could be, but I am I've not got him in my team because Oh no. I'll tell you why, because I don't want him in my team right at 250k, and then it comes to the first week and John Bateman's named on the edge and Bloor's on the bench. And then you've got to get rid of him, and he's only 250k. You got to rejig your whole team. So my suggestion uh, suggestion would be to not have him in your squad. And if he somehow does start at edge in the first week and Bateman's playing lock or Bateman's not even in the country yet, then you can like just stick him in. Because um, I have, you know, you probably don't want more than like four or five 250K people in your team. Because if you have more than that, or in your 21, sorry, so not in your team. But if you have if you have more than that and one of them ends up not, you know, playing that first week, you're in trouble. <laughs> you got to rejig your yeah. whole team. So, yeah, he's he, if he gets a starting edge role, yeah, I'll, I'll be putting him straight in my team. So, have you made a contingency plan? Like, have you got a team with him in, and then if um if uh, Bateman is in, um, then you can go to that other draft or what? Well, I think if if Bloor's in, I'll probably just swap him with another two fifty k bloke, which I've got in at the moment, which is Sunny Luke, which I don't really like in my team, but. I think he's more of a <laughs> more of a Ooh. chance of actually playing than Sean Bloor at the moment. So I'll just swap them over. My but- argument is, like I said, those connections. The longer that Bateman isn't in the country during their preseason, I think it's well in favour of Bloor because edge and half combination, it's so vital to get that connection running between the team early on because if they don't connect well, well then probably not going to score points down that side, to be honest. It's pretty important. And even in the defensive line, it's an important role to have. So fingers crossed, Bloor gets the spot because, wow, talk about value. Hello. Tommy Talalu. Did I get that na- uh, name right, <laughs> Not quite. Talalu la lila. Talau. Talau. Close. Yeah. Talalu. Just like kick out. Ah, like kick out. Like that grub. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Talau, right? Well, you've been not running to any of these players in the clubs in Sydney. 
You better not run into any of these players in Sydney, mate. They might bash you up. Mate, I just no. better not run into anyone. It's it's same, same when it comes to me. Now, oh, back no. to Tommy Talau, uh, currently battling it out for his centre position at the club. Currently appears to be the front runner. Uh, price of 250k, break even of 17. Uh, is he a must-have, especially being so cheap with that dual position of centre and wing fullback? Hmm. If he gets a spot, I think so. I think you got to bring him in. Yeah. Um. Let me just go through some some stats for you, though. Right. All right. 2021 season. No, twenty twenty one season scores of, and there's, there's a list here. 18, 35, 17, 36, 38, 17, 35, 15, 45, 0, 26, 17, 56, 34, 6 and 4. And I'll add to that all of those games, um, except the four points. So this includes that 0, were over 70 minutes. So he has the tendency to have a few quiet games, but look, you have to have him. Ideally, though, you want him between. Well, you want you want him in your emergencies. I reckon Nick. I don't think you want him in your starting team with that because he's he's not as consistent as other options. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, but he somehow is in my starting center spot at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got him in there too. But <laughs> no, I I have changed it around so he's not, but. Pretty much all my teams have had him starting, but I don't think I can do it. I can't. You can't do it to yourself. But you have him in the emergencies, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. He's a bit older now. You know, he's a pretty young player. So that was two two years ago. So yeah, should be better by now a little bit. Surely he doesn't get another zero. So question is, is he a must-have? Yes, I I believe so. If he gets a spot. Lock him in. Lock him in. Oh, there he is, baby. (laughs) Tommy T. All right, uh, Stefano. Cal, I'll let you do the honours of the last name. Stefano Utoikamanu. Yeah, let's talk about him. He's been on coaches' lists over the past couple of seasons with the hopes he can get a starting spot at front row, uh, get good minutes alongside that role as well, hopefully. As we've mentioned, the possibility of Bateman at lock, that would most likely have a big uh, ramifications on his role in the uh, 17. As you would expect... The likes of David Klemmer and Joey Offengau, uh to start at front row is Stefano with a price at 396k break even of 27. That's still relevant for coaches to think about for round one. Well, let's just say no. <laughs> <laughs> Who actually started front row for them at the end of last season? <laughs> um, oh, that's a great question. So Joe Joe was locked. Yeah, right? yeah. So James Tarmo, obviously. Yeah. And who was the other starting prop? Well, they both were starting props at one oh. point because Hastings went back to lock. Oh, that's right. Hastings was a lock. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but John, but if John Bateman's at edge, which I personally think he will play edge, but you know, you're not sure yet. Bateman's at edge. Papaliti's at the other edge. Joe O will be at lock. Stefano could be a starting front row with um, Clemmer. But that's probably unlikely to happen in the first round or two, given that Bateman's mm. not here yet. Um, but if that does if that does happen and Stefano's starting prop, surely you'd you'd give him a look 
you know, in your team. Yeah, if he, if he gets that starting spot, yes. But they've, they've also got a lot of quality uh, forwards on their bench. Yeah, they got like, that matter. They're going to have to. Yeah. They've got um, Alex Twal. Twal and Pole. Yeah, so there's there's minutes that will be shared around. And Clemmer and Joe O, they play big minutes. So, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um, so, we'd probably, st- we'd probably stay away unless... Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be too hard to get him at the start of the season, just unsure of what the minutes are going to be like. Because if he was starting front row, normally he'd probably be getting 40 to 45 points and a break even at 27. That's a that's a buy, but we're not sure. All right. Uh, let's quickly go over a couple more players from the Tigers. Uh, Joe O, we just mentioned him. Yes or no? Joe not o, this year. Yes or no? <laughs> well, he was relevant last year. I don't think he's relevant this year. I agree. Yeah. David Clemmer. Similar situation. Yeah, he played too many minutes last year, so his price is too high. All right. And last one, Api Corusau. Yes or no? I'm saying no for your initial team. I'm surprised okay. you haven't got a detailed, you know, uh rundown of Appy here, Cal. You just put him to the put him to the bottom of the list, eh? Yeah, I, I threw him off to the side just because I thought, you know what, you're from you know, you're the New South Wales hooker. You're not getting my time. Yeah, true, actually. <laughs> oh, I was trying no. to look up his stats here and I accidentally clicked on an ad. That was a good one. Oh, what, good what from was you. the ad, mate? What was the ad? Yeah. Step Please one. <laughs> get some. Come on, get some. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sponsor the three blokes NRL fantasy podcast, please. Step one, but they're, they're long. We'll wear, we'll, wear, we'll wear just your undies on the potty. I could if you want me to. No, Nick, I know you would want to. It was a suggestion wow. if they got on board. Don't just take off your pants. I reckon. Like I reckon a few of uh, the blokes in our uh, league as well. They'd they'd be uh, keen to get in on that. Happy <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's only seven eighteen k, Cal. Yeah, I'd rather go someone like Reese Robson or Harry Grant than Coruscant. But he's he could kid. do he could do a lot, but will he? I don't think he'll play eighty. Yeah, but Little's not that good. Little, oh, sorry, Little's at Dragons. Uh, Simkin, Simkin. Well, whoever's a... <laughs> yeah, Sim, Simkin's not the the greatest, but he's not the worst. Yeah, but he's a Queenslander, so he can't. Coruscant's so much better. Surely he has to play sixty minutes at least, minimum. Oh yeah, he'll probably play sixty five, seventy. And if they're getting smacked around, he could play 80, but... Wait, who are we talking about here? Uh, <laughs> Joe O. <laughs> Joe o. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're talking about Abby Gorosau. Did... All right. Yeah, cool. Anyway, I'm, I'm saying don't board. pick him. Don't All pick right, him. Eels. Let's, let's move on to the Eels right now. Cal, how's their draw looking? Um, Pretty good. Pretty good. Round 14 their first buy, so you can oh, afford wow. to have a few um Eels in your team. Whether you want them, though, is the other question. Um, round 18 is their next buy. And then they've got the last round, round 27, where a lot of head-to-head leagues, they won't be playing that anyway. So you don't really particularly have to worry. Just have to worry about it, um, I think, for overall purposes. Um, but, yeah, Storm, Sharks, Seagulls, Panthers, Roosters. Ooh, 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 ooh. No good. <laughs> <laughs> Tigers, Dogs, Broncos. Yeah, that's fine. Let's follow that with the Knights, Titans, and Raiders. Yeah. Yeah, right. Let's go to the players for the Eels. Jermaine Hopgood, uh, he joins the Eels this season from the Panthers. Looks to set, uh, looks set to get the starting lock role for round one at the club. Priced 453k, break even of 31. If he gets this role, is Hopgood a no-brainer for our squads, Nick? 
Yep. Lock him in. Really? Just lock, just lock it in. Right, yeah, you write down to. your notes there, Riley. Write on your notes. Lock him in. I'm just going to open and... up the app, mate. Oh, this, bloke I could... this bloke will get the edge in middle if he's named. Oh, yeah. He's only an edge at the moment, so. Yeah. That's gold. I thought Riley oh. was handwriting notes. I must be handwriting something else. He's yeah, handwriting, handwriting a love letter. Just, just I am, actually. You're writing my diary. Dear diary. Get good at, uh, the last night I wrote in there was get, get good at fantasy. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I've written in my diary. The potty's flipped upside down. Okay. Just okay, hop good. Yes. Hop good's get hop good. good. Hop good, not hop bad. All uh, right. He's good. Um, He'll get edge mid. Get that joke in there. Yeah. He will average about 45 points at least. Beautiful. Oh, Add him in. That's what I just did. Callum Josh Hodgson. So, also a new recruit to the Eels. He left the Raiders. He starts this season at 532K, break even of 37. He will be extremely important for the Eels this season. But given his recent injuries over the past few seasons, uh, is he uh, is he someone who we can consider or are there just better options to go with? Um, look, the pictures on social media of him getting around at the moment during preseason with the guns out, it's promising. Um, but look, I just think there's better options. Um, I don't think you consider buying someone for your team who has an aging body and unfortunately is somewhat injury prone. I don't think you can get him. He'll be very important for the Eels this year, I think. If he stays fit, it'll be great for their team because I think he's actually a good fit um, in their team. He's he's pretty good in attacking uh, moments of the game. So he'll be good, but in terms of fantasy, you've just got to stay away. He's just a name that everyone knows, but he's just not fantasy relevant in my opinion. Yeah, so Hodgson, mm. because... Obviously, you're going to have to take a risk in your fantasy team. Usually, you have like one or two players that you have to take a risk on. Um, so, like Hodgson's price, similarly to Kalen Ponga, would you would you take one of them, Callum, or are you going to pass on both of them? I would pass on both. They're both pass injury on, prone. Pass on both. So, what you got? Yeah. No risks in your team. No, no. risk players. No, Man's I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want the headache. I don't know how you're doing it, mate. Um, you just got to know people and get extra salary cap for your team. Simple as that. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're one of the idiots who's got a balanced Tafari in your team. <laughs> oh, no chance. <laughs> uh, boys, with the suspension of Ryan Madison for the first three rounds of the season and also the departure of IPAPS, there is now an edge spot available for the club. Reports coming out that Matt Dory will uh, win that race. Currently... Uh, which could be great news for fantasy given he is priced at 250k and that comes with a break even of 17. Is he named? Uh, sorry, if he is named, um, is he a lock in for our squads? Uh, 28 uh, point average from 57 minutes, in my opinion, is great on the edge for him at a break even of 17. So I would be locking him in, in the words of Nick. Lock him in. Write it down. Yeah. Write down my Simple dog. as that. Yeah. And look, if, if you want to pick him up too, like ideally he could take maybe that last bench spot in your team. Um, I would suggest if you can put him in your emergencies and you can maybe even look to loop him because I believe they're the first game of round one. So if you have like a Tyrell Sloan in your squad, you could have him in your first emergencies as Nick just sneezes. Bless you, mate. Um... <laughs> Thank you, sir. 
Yes, well muted too, might I add. Um, but yes, Tyrell Sloan, he might be a, a, um, the one to put in your team and then you can loop Dury if he gets good points. Added. All right. <laughs> Jack Murchie, yeah. uh, another recruit who has come to the Eels after leaving the Warriors. Now, like uh, Dury, he is uh, in contention to start on that vacant edge spot, but mind... Um, <laughs> might. Hey, Good, good spelling there, Cal. Thank you. That's a 484k break, even of 33. If Murchie can find a spot in the team, then uh, is he someone we can and we should purchase for round one? If he's there, he's worth considering, I think. Really? Yeah. <laughs> He's, look, he only averaged 39 at the Warriors on the edge, which yeah. is a small upside. Went through that break even at 33. But he's in a better attacking team, so he might get more points than what he did at the Warriors. Uh, but he needs to play those big minutes. He needs to play 80. Um, there's better options, though, let's be honest, that are cheaper on the edge. So I'd be going for them before getting Murchie. I agree. He's a no for me at the moment. What about this bloke, Sean Lane? Didn't really start last season off as someone who we thought would have um, reached keeper territory, but by the end of the season, he was one of the more consistent scorers at edge um, that you could have owned. Uh, priced high this season already, 771K, break even following that at 53. Is uh, Sean Lane once again a pod keeper option to consider for your edge to start with or one to watch and maybe pick up as the season goes on. Thoughts, Nick? Yeah, I think um, he's probably, oh, well, I'm not considering him just because I think Parramatta might be not as good as they were last year. Just um, IPAPs and Reed Marnie, you know, pretty big losses really. Yeah. So, I think I think Lane's a solid player, though. I've really wanted to pick him up over the f- past few seasons, but I haven't been able to. So he's definitely someone you can look at. Um, you know, obviously he's cheaper than IPAPs by a mile. Um, he's probably he's similarly priced to David Fafita, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's the exact same. Yeah, so if, if I was considering Fafita and Lane, on recent form, I'd actually go Lane because Fafita's been so inconsistent recently. Yeah, Lane will be more consistent. Yeah. If you go but, by recent form. If you go by recent form, you want consistency and you, and you want a gun edge, Sean Lane's probably not a bad option over David Fafita. But if you want more of a risky option that has potential to score big points, well, then you'd probably go David Fafita on the edge if you wanted. Toss a coin. Whatever your fantasy style is, mate. Whatever your coach you are. Can't go wrong. I don't Can't reckon. go wrong. No. Holy Moses. Mitchell Moses uh, has always been a half to consider starting with and having in your team throughout the seasons. He is currently at the price of 747. That comes with the break even of 52. Is he a contender to partner one of either Cleary or Hines at some point if you can't get uh, both of them for your halves? I don't mind Mitchell Moses. Um, he's always been fantasy relevant. Uh, I won't be targeting him, though, this season, I don't think. I think with Dylan Brown doing more on the side, I feel he will just take points away from Moses, and that's why 
I won't be going near him personally anytime soon unless there are injuries in their squad. Like if, for instance, if Brown goes out, gets injured, Mitchell Moses becomes relevant. Yeah. But for the starting for your starting team, I don't think you can go near him. Nick. Well said. I started with Mitchell Moses last year and it was really good for me. But um yeah. I think he was about six hundred and fifty or six sixty K last year or something. So yeah, it's just uh he's too highly priced to to make any real money at, at this stage, I think. With their first five games as well, Storm Sharks, Eagles, Panthers, Roosters, he'll probably lose money. Oh yeah, he's a flat track bully, as we know. Oh he's, most definitely he's on the t shirt. Yes. <laughs> shout, shout out to Talking League there. He's on the t shirt. <laughs> But make sure you stick with Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast. Most definitely, most definitely. Yeah, Callum yeah. doesn't get all his information from there. No, no, not all Don't of it. Say some that. of it. <laughs> no, some of it. <laughs> all right, not all we of are, it. We are really <laughs> kicking ourselves here. We don't. Um, we don't agree with all their comments. Come on no. now. You, you can't. Dylan Brown, he stepped up last season in fantasy. He had a good period where he was pushing out keeper level scores. Uh, priced already at 751k, break even of 52. Can he do the same this season? Or do we think he will be someone who would just produce okay scores each week, but not enough to consider the purchase, Nick? I think I'm not looking at him to start the season. Mm. That's because he doesn't like do a lot of kicking. He's more of a tackle guy, you know, an attacking stats guy. So at that price, there's there's not a lot of value there for me. Um, unless, obviously, if Mitchell Moses went down, then, yeah, he would be a good player to have in your team. Yeah, same situation as before with Moses. Injuries to either one of them, you've got to pick the other one up. All right. Uh, Ryan Madison has always been relevant in fantasy. We probably wouldn't expect anything else for him this season. Obviously, he starts the season off with a suspension carrying over from the final last season. Um, but if he wasn't suspended, would we consider having him? And is he someone we should just be looking with at a price of 771k, break even of 53 when he is available from the suspension, boys? When he's back, I reckon you could probably afford to wait and see how he goes, what role he'll have. Um, But he's one of those forwards, like we know it, he can offload for fun. And with the points where, you know, you get four points offload to hand, that's just, thank you. You can go right into my team if that's the case. He's lost the jewel though this year, Mm. which isn't great. What is he now, boys? He's just, what is he, just edge? No. Well, surely he's just mid if he's lost. Only mid, yeah, yeah, yeah. He lost that edge spot. Um, Which is ludicrous, surely. Yeah. Well, I'm going to buy him at some point, I reckon. But you can wait. Simple as that. Hayes, Dunster, uh, some injuries and uncertainties in the back line for the Eels to start off their campaign for 2023. Hayes, Dunster might be someone who could benefit from this. He is priced break-even. And then, again, that low price of 250K, uh, 17 break-even. Do we go for him as a cheap cover option to start off with if he, uh, if he gets a spot in the Eels? I don't know. What, this, what is the situation with this winger spot, Callum? At the Eels. Isn't Wonga Blake out injured at the moment? Then when there's some uncertainty behind um 
Simonson as well. Whether he's actually, I, I don't know what's going on with him, but I think both of them aren't going to be there potentially for round one. But yeah, Wonga Blake would play centre with yes, Mancini, right? Yes, so that's then the Simonson thing. Yes. Look, so who knows? Dunstan might know. play centre. I don't know what they're thinking. I haven't heard a lot. Too much uncertainty for me to go with one of these people at the moment. If there's a yeah. bit more clarity around the Simonson, what's happening there. Yeah. The other option is Sean Russell. We've got him listed as an X-Way. May as well talk about him now. He's priced at 319, break even at 22. Either one of them, if there's a wing spot available, you reckon they would get it. Um, but like we said, we don't know what the hell's happening with Simonson. I haven't really heard a great deal. Um, I won't be going for either one of them, I don't think. With their tough draw, they're not, they might not be scoring points or a lot of points. And they like to just throw the ball to Sevo. Well, when Russell played, he was playing on Sevo's side, wasn't he, when he scored those three tries? Um, he was. Trust me probably, on this. Yeah, 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 he was. Yeah, yeah, trust me here. All right, trust me. <laughs> so the other side doesn't score as much because you got, uh, yeah. So don't start with them. Don't do it to yourself. Don't do a Billy Smith. He was good, that bloke. Or a Army Valaya. Lock him in. Lock him in. Sean Russell. Uh, you boys were just talking about him, hey? Yeah. yeah either yeah. one of these people. Hayes Dunster or Sean Russell, I, I wouldn't look at them unless uh, unless something changes, which we'll let you know. Yes. Mm. Yeah, right here first. Three Blokes NRL yeah. Panthers podcast. Give us a like on Facebook. We'll pop up on your news feed when you're bored. Hey, let's finish off the preseason episode with the Sea Eagles. Callum, their draw. Round two, they've got a bye. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good that they got the bye. Um, and we'll we'll discuss that later with Tommy Turbo. So um, the dogs, straight up, they can score some points against them. But look, the dogs are improved, as we know, with their signings. Mm. Um they got the Eels, Rabbits, Knights, Panthers, Storm between that round three to round seven. I don't really like it, except for the Knights. Um, but following that, they've got some easier games leading into the bye period for them, which is round 14 um, during that origin time. Then the round 19 as well, yep. which I believe is the yeah, it's towards the uh, last origin game, that one. So round 20 to round 27, they're available for selection that point you could probably look at getting the bloke who we'll talk about next potentially in your team and that player is d c e spell it out baby daily cherry evans he was a gun in my team last year and he's been up there with the top halves each season since we can remember in fantasy now after a few quieter games last season he starts off at 851k break even of 59. Now, boys, is DC someone to still look at for our team? Like with the halves of Cleary and Hines and Munster all averaging more than him last season? Or should we just go for one of these other three instead? My recommendation would be not to get Daily Cherry Evans. I don't know. I just feel oh. I just feel like Manly aren't good. Yeah. Um, he's he's getting older. Manly aren't good. <laughs> Man, manly, manly aren't 
aren't as good as they were in 2021, I don't think. Yeah. And he's he's getting towards the end of his career daily. He's still playing Origin. He'll play probably play Origin this year again. So that's about three negatives against him. The only positive I can find here is he's got a new... Well, a positive and a negative. He's got a new halves partner. So yeah. that could be a positive and a negative in that uh-huh. he could get more attacking stats, which he already does most of the attack anyway. So, And the only other positive is Tommy Turbo being fit. That is the key to daily. Mm-hmm. If Tommy Turbo is firing, Manly fire, daily Cherry Evans fires. But um, I think with the round two bye, you can just see how they go in the first week bye. they got eels again, see how they go then, and rabbits, and then you might buy them, I reckon. Cal, I'm going to get your thoughts on DC because he is a big uh, player for not just the um, Seagulls, but for fantasy. So what what do you think? Um, Look, after last season, I'd probably... Well, you, it's a no-brainer. You want Cleary and Hines. Yep. I reckon DCE, if he can find some consistency, which I think he might be able to with the um, likes of Schuster going to be in the halves with him, I think he will be a good person to have if you can afford it. It's a lot of money for halves just for one position, but it's a very important position. If you can have him on your bench, it'll be good. I, I think he'll still be in the top three, five halves this season. And he's going to be a target, but you're just going to have to wait and see how the Seagulls perform, like Nick said. Like, if the team's firing, normally Cherry Evans gets points. It's simple as that. All right. Uh, let's talk about a player who's actually an advocate of three blokes NRL fantasy podcast. <laughs> Don't believe them. Just check out our Facebook and Instagram. Uh, he's in a photo with us, Tommy Turbo. Now, he destroyed fantasy back in 2021. Last season, though, he went downhill dramatically, losing the most money of any player from their initial starting price. Now, he missed the majority of last season due to injuries and just recently went to the United States to try and resolve these problems with a price of 638K and a break-even of 44. Callum, do we see Turbo being fit for round one? And if so, is he someone to start with or can we afford to sit back and wait to see how he performs? Well, let me just tell you. You've heard it here first. The hamstring looked good when he was running on the beach when we saw him at the Goldie. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all seriousness, don't purchase him. Yeah. Don't buy him round one. Don't do it to yourself. Round two, they have the buy. You can look to see how he goes round one. If he comes out, the hammy looks good. Get him in. Um, I'd be more inclined to get him round five. Wow. The problem is then it's got you got Panther Storm. So maybe even round eight would be the best time to get him. But then you're going to have to get him out if he's fit because he'll be playing for New South Wales without a doubt. Yep. Freddie loves him. So he'll be straight in there and then you won't have him again until after the round 19 period in your team pretty much. Okay. Um. So wait until after the bye in round two. See how he goes. Hmm. Okay. But he's back in Australia. He's finished he his rehab in um, America. Back. So, yeah, that's positive signs for the Seagulls for round one. He got a great tan when he was at the Coast Boys as well, didn't he? Better <laughs> than me, mate. Oh, better than both of us, Cal. That's that's. that's <laughs> well, awesome. You don't know how to tan, Riley. Oh my god. Hey, oh. you don't know how to tan, mate. 
I got sunburnt to a crisp. My legs. But that's not tanning. No, it's getting not. sunburnt. It's a it's a mistake. Put some sunscreen on. Slip, slop, slap. Uh, Carl Lawton. Now let's talk about him. He's currently coming back through injury. Isn't expected back until round four, according to NRL.com, but might be back sooner. Now, with the departure of Dylan Walker, the bench forward utility role that Sea Eagles have used uh, might be available for Lawton when he is fit. With a starting price of 250K, break even of 17, Nicholas Carl Lawton worth hmm. keeping an eye on when he is back from his injury? I, bl- I think so. Um, I really like his play actually in the, in the Seagulls team. Um, he's a, he's a good player. Yeah. And if he does take that 14 Jersey, um, I, I expect him to play a bit, a bit in the middle, a bit of hooker and probably, hopefully it'd be nice if he got 40 minutes and, you know, maybe even more than that. And he might make a hundred K or so. So if he's back in round three or four, you know, could purchase him around that time. Uh, as a as a you know a cash cow then once mm. one of our cash cows has made some money maybe a, a dory or something who doesn't get his edge spot back or, or a blore or something swap them and then you got carl orton or something i don't know just an idea callum yes do you agree with nick or do you have your own thoughts about carl orton? oh i agree i agree Carl Lawton, he needs, yeah, I reckon above 35 minutes to be relevant. But I, I like I like Carl Lawton. He's a good player. Yeah, he, you know, had a bad tackle that he did on Cameron Murray last year. But um, I don't think that'll really impact his game this year. He'll, he won't be ill-disciplined. And look, there, in my opinion, there wasn't much in that tackle anyway. But uh, Carl Lawton, yes, I think at some point, if he gets the, the go on the bench and he gets the minutes, you will look to target him. Beautiful. Uh, let's finish off the potty with Josh Schutzer. Now, he was one of the more hyped players before this year's NRL fantasy was released. And saying that, though, starting price, 479K, break even of 33. Now, look, coaches are a little bit concerned he is a no-go. Do we agree that Schuster is someone to avoid altogether, even though he has a nice jewel of that uh, edge and half position? He's in a starting side. He's been a decent pickup in the past. Good cash generator. Hold off. Oh! He's partnering DCE. We already mentioned DCE will be doing everything. Kick meters, running the play, Schuster. He could average what Foran did last year, which might I just add was 29.6. So trouble. (laughs) Big trouble. Uh, Look, this is one of the most interesting players that we've discussed really. So far, he's probably priced too high to get, to get him. Yeah, he's, he's way he's overpriced. Priced. Yeah, I, I don't know why he's there. If you do remember, oh. though, in twenty twenty one, he he was scoring quite well at edge. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, and he really wants to play in the five eight role, which he is now. So, I feel like I feel like he could be a buy at some point. At some point, maybe. I reckon if the combination in the halves doesn't work with Schuster and DCE, they might play um, Kai Weeks in the halves with DCE. If that's the case, Schuster, hopefully he'll get an edge spot. And if he does, then he will probably have lost um, some money by then and he'll probably be a pickup. Because what what, was, what did he average last year? Because he, he played off the bench. 
Schuster was so unfit last year, so let's hope he yeah. comes out fit and firing. Average of 18.5, but he's got a break even of 33. Yeah, how does that make any sense? That doesn't make yourselves. any sense. That's yeah, a stitch up. don't start with him. Don't fall into the trap. No, he's Trap City all over. He trap is City. the definition of trap. You look up the word of trap in the dictionary, Josh Schuster. I wonder, wonder how many people have him in this team when I look that up now. He's he's over like 20% owned. I think he's... 24%? Yeah. <laughs> Just, no. Doily, <laughs> shout out. Don't start with him, yeah. Doily. Get rid of him. Has he actually got him in his team? Oh, probably. Who knows? He, send, he sends him to you, mate. He doesn't send him to me anymore. Yeah. All Interesting. Right, <laughs> That's the Sea Eagles. Uh, remember, if this is your first time listening, uh, Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast on Facebook. Give us a follow on Instagram as well at Three Blokes NRL Fantasy. Uh, and what we've just recently done is uh, we've started putting stories up on our socials. So if you have any questions for us regarding your team selection or any questions or even um, inquiries, if you want to jump on board the Three Blokes bandwagon as a potential sponsor, make sure you go about it. Send us through a DM. We'd love to get involved and we'd love to help you out this season. All right, uh, Cal, next preseason chat, mate. Who are, we, uh, who are we thinking? What are we talking about here? Now, it's going to be different the next one, um, which is exciting. We've got two teams, two big teams this year, the uh, Sydney Roosters and the Penrith Panthers. Ooh, ooh, uh, ooh, last teams we have to discuss. Um, but leading into that, next week, um, when we'll be recording, that weekend will be the first, I believe it is, it's going to be the first um, weekend of trials, yeah. the main trials, the preseason challenge, as they're calling it this year. So we'll be discussing... Uh, um, players that we're keen to keep an eye on. Uh, obviously, we'll have to wait and see what the team lists are when they release them, but we'll, we'll give you a list of who we're keen to watch, uh, what roles we want them to have, and we'll go through that over the next couple of potties and have a, uh, a checklist to go through. And if they meet the requirements, they'll be straight in our teams and we'll be telling you who to go for. Beautiful. All right. The moment we have all been waiting for, ladies oh, and gentlemen, no. present to you, Nick with his final thoughts. Bring it home, brother. Rightio. Here's my joke of the day. Just before I say it, obviously, yeah, keep an eye out for those question and answers that we'll be doing in after next podcast, I reckon. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. Boys, what do you call 17 guys sitting around the TV watching the NRL Grand Final? If you say the Gold Coast Titans, I swear <laughs> Please say that. What is it, Nick? <laughs> the Gold Coast Titans. Yes! <laughs> <laughs>